Hey, this is CollarWorks Radio, and I'm your host, Justin Baker. My guest this week is Gina Ochagroso, whose current show, Surface, at the Art Center of the Capital Region, is up, and it's a real stunner. The show is full of painting, drawing, collage, and even a video piece. It was a lovely time sitting in the gallery, talking to Gina, surrounded by her work, and discussing her art-making process. What I really enjoyed in talking to Gina was her sharing of her beginning as an artist, going to art school, her connection to her mother, and how her life has always informed who she is as an artist. There was a directness to the life and art connection that I think is sometimes overlooked or maybe not mentioned. Or it is maybe not even a thing to some artists, that separation. That art and life can be two separate things. Um, and some artists can do that. And I think that's pretty cool. But I fall more in the camp Gina. And I guess that surprised me. And also what surprised me during our conversation is how long I've been seeing Gina's work and thinking about it. So all of this brings me to a song I thought about in regards to my conversation with Gina. It's a song by a Nicholas Rodney Drake titled A Place to Be. And in the song, he talks about time, the knowledge gained through time and action. And the action is very simple. He says to clean the place. And that simple action affords him the ability to progress. But maybe it's not a perfect progression. It is a Nick Drake song. But his sentiment makes me think of my first impulse in grad school. And just in art making in general, when I I didn't know what to do. So I simply made a table. And then I had to make stuff to put on the table. But it was that first action that made me respond to the second and the third, and the fourth, and now it's the mess that I'm in. And it's all thanks to that table. So take us to that place, Nick. And thank you again, Gina.
interesting i didn't know you went to tyler mm-hmm. yeah and then ub buffalo so i thought that was kind of interesting um i almost went to tyler for my mfa which was kind of good and it was good that i stopped uh like i withdrew um but it seemed i always think like oh i wonder what that would have been like <laughs> well i went to syracuse actually for freshman year oh, okay and i uh, you know, my, f- my, my family struggled with money and I, it was, a uh, you know, I was torn between being a painter, which I knew that I wanted to be and going into like an illustration or something. My, my mom was an illustrator uh-huh. and I ended up, you know, I, I did the year and I just didn't like it. And I knew that I wanted to be around more fine artists and I knew that I wanted to be in a smaller, more intimate place. Wait, um, so you were studying illustration there? I think, I don't think you're declared, but okay. I, that's what I yeah. was going to do. It was either graphic design or illustration, not even knowing what the heck that was. Really. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I just, I asked because I remember that um, hearing, I had a friend who was like really into illustration and he had mentioned once that like Syracuse was the, like one of the few schools that still had like a traditional illustration program, uh, I think. I, maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. I don't we didn't, <laughs> I, you know, we didn't even have enough money to actually go look at the school. Uh-huh. You know, I just kind of was like, okay, Syracuse, I know that's kind of popular and like they accepted me. I'll, I'll uh-huh. kind of go there. It's close by, you know, it was very tight family. Went there for a year and just, and, and the, I actually was the, um, they would pick a student to be on, to come to the faculty meetings. Mm. So they, so I was like, I'll do it. So I really? would attend the faculty oh, meetings. Wow. It was really fun. And I had actually like a little, they gave me a little show in the hallway of my work at one point. It was very, I mean, I felt like I was doing really well and I felt like I knew the faculty, you know, as a freshman, that seems unusual, but I really wanted that community, you know? So mm-hmm. I sort of put myself in that space and. The um, the head of the program, you know, I would talk to the head of the program and be like, I don't know. You know, I took a, a class with Jerome Whitkin, who's a very, you know, wonderful painter. And I just was like, I don't want to be here. I want to go to maybe a smaller city. And and um, Ludwig Stein, who was the chair, said, well, I'm an alum of Tyler. I think you'd really like it. It's like the best in the country for painting. You should maybe maybe do that if you want to transfer. So I transferred. I hadn't even, I didn't look at the school. It, My yeah. mother drove me down there. And yeah, it was really, you know, it was really wonderful. I don't, you know, and when, now that I teach, when I meet transfer students, I have a, I have some empathy for them because you are sort of off yeah. track a little bit and you don't have that bonding of being with freshmen and, you know, having been a foundations coordinator, I, you know, I've just really wanted to knit that first year together. And I understand that kind of that family or community of artists that starts at the ground and grows up. And I, you know, they used to make these, I'd see the freshmen as a sophomore at Tyler, I'd see these freshmen make these giant, giant drawings, copies of Titian, Goya, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, <laughs> and I thought, oh, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't have that experience okay. where yeah. working in that studio all night. Yeah. So anyway, I went there and then I was out of state tuition. So when I got done at Tyler, I had to be really careful with money because my student loans were really high. So I was like, you know, maybe I should go to SUNY, a SUNY school. Mm -hmm. And I think in my head, you know, success was like not sticking around this area. So I went to Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I had didn't visit, didn't know much about my. um, And um, they gave me a. I think a free ride and two, you know, two classes a semester to teach, which was hefty. Um, but I learned a lot and, um, two a semester. Yeah. That's, they don't do that anymore. After yeah. I left, they changed that. <laughs> yeah. That's too much. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. so huh. yeah. So I was able to, and, and it's interesting because there are a lot of people who are at SUNY Albany at that time. Yeah. Like I think, uh, Michael Oatman was there and yeah, yeah, Don the Clements and those, all those people were cohort. At, yeah. Yeah. And I went to Buffalo. So it's kind of interesting, you know, knowing that, but anyway, yeah. I, you know, still have good friends and uh, people I stay in touch with. And, mm-hmm. yeah. So just one thing when you're uh, talking at the mic, just like right at it, like uh, you were just like turned a little bit. Oh, okay. I just went, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
mics are funny. I um, have to look at something. So. I know, I know. Sorry. <laughs> I, I know I'm like disheveled this morning, but, uh, um, so yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, before we go any further though, thank you for doing this. Oh, thank, thank you. you for meeting me here this morning. We're in the, uh, Capital Region Art Center main gallery. Um, and um, I'm going to confess your name in terms of all the regional artists or that I know is my favorite to say. <laughs> <laughs> the Ocho Grosso is just like, I don't know. It's like kind of like, um, it's like kind of musical or something. There's like a kind of a, a cadence to it. That's like, and then your first name, Gina, like just kind of, is it just Gina or is it? It's just Gina. Just it like, yeah. you know, congrats to your parents on a, <laughs> on a kind of a fun name to say. Well, it's interesting because the, you know, it's actually supposed to be pronounced Occhio Grosso. So I, when I go to Italy, you yeah, know, yeah. when I meet people who can speak Italian, like you're saying it wrong. And my family's always pronounced it that way. And my father was actually a musician and he, he shortened it when he'd play out. Oh, like really? His, his friends knew him as uh, Freddie Grosso. Grasso, and, okay. And Grasso isn't even in the end of Ocho Grosso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but what's interesting is it's, it translates as one large eye, which I also think is kind of fun no for an way. artist. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. So a wow. cyclops. Or <laughs> a cyclops. <laughs> one large eye. That's really interesting. Huh. And my relatives have really, my cousins in uh, uh, Jersey have, I've always thought that they had really large eyes like it could have been no really it could have been yeah. someone who was they needed it was an orphan and they needed to give mm -hmm. them a name and yeah, that yeah. was the name they yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah the large eye kid yeah huh. oh that's interesting wow so interesting huh well yeah thank you i just wanted to i yeah. had thought I, I have to tell you i'm coming nice. i'm coming clean it's my favorite name to say um but um just to go back i mean that's really so you know what's funny is it's very similar to to my experience. Um, my parents had when it was time for me to go to school. I was the first one to go. Uh, I was the last of seven, um, and they had um, really nothing aside. You know, they had had some trouble when I was a kid and just never recovered. Um, but I picked schools the same way. I I never visited. I just kind of was like, oh, I would ask like. Um, my first one I applied to was Mass Art. I worked like really hard. I got in there and I, you know, handed my dad like the bill or whatever. And he's like, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> so then like I just asked someone in the hall, like in school the next day, I was like, where are you going? I knew she, this other friend of mine, she was kind of artsy and doing something. She's like, well, I'm, I'm going to go to Sage, you know, Sage Junior College. Yeah. yeah and she JCA. was, yeah. And I don't even think that was cheap. I don't know what, but it was in state and mm -hmm. somehow we swung it. And then um, I did the same when I transferred to purchase like a handful of years later. Um, didn't visit, just like ask someone like, where are you going? You know, <laughs> and they're like, I go to purchase. It's really fun. You know, yeah. and I'm like, okay, let's check it out. Um, that's yeah. There's something about like, well, did your parents like help you or were you just kind of like picking things on your own, like kind of just like figuring it out? Well, my father um, didn't live with us. He, okay. he, um, he left in when I was in sixth grade and I didn't really communicate that much with him at that mm -hmm. point. And my mom, yeah, she, she had a degree in art and, you know, oh, she, she did. Well, okay. she, I don't know that she, I don't know that she finished at Pratt. What happened was she went to Pratt for illustration and she was drawing in some warehouse, drawing shoes for a company and they hired her to design shoes. And then she just was a shoe designer. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. Wow. I just, I actually just had a conversation with the president of, of Pratt and she's like, that happens all the time. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. She also took classes at the art students league because she really yeah. wanted to keep painting, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, and she had her own business as a shoe designer in New York. Um, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Wow. She still draws. She still paints. She's 91 uh -huh. and, you know, um, she shows at the Stockade show. She's very yeah. known down there. And 
Um, and my father is a musician. He used to arrange a 15-piece big band orchestra that was around here that played a lot. You know, he played every holiday. He was in the basement always. You know, he arranged each piece of music. For each instrument in the big interest, band. And yeah. he could play anything. And my bro- two brothers are musicians. And okay. they were in a band together around here called Fear of Flying for about 15 no, 25 years. and I've definitely heard that name before. My yeah. brother Tom is the oldest and he's a drummer. And Mark plays can play drums and plays piano, but is the writer. Mm-hmm. Um, the sort of um, crazy, you know, writer who stays up all night and concocts things. <laughs> right, yeah. Whereas Tom is the, just a batter, you know, right, right. more intense. Um, so, so when I went to school, you know, my mother really supported me and wanted me to, to mm-hmm. go and really, you know, I don't know that many parents who would say, yeah, go to, you know, if that's your dream. And um, it's all I ever did. It's all I ever wanted to do. And I couldn't think of anything else I'd want to do. And I, you know, the, all the plans led to that. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, I went to Niskuna High School, which had a really strong art program. You know, I was told about different schools through my professor there, but, you know, the reality was we didn't have, you know, the kind yeah. of money. You know, I think my mother, when I ended up going to school, she had, you know, <laughs> probably, you know, charged a lot of art supplies for me and had to yeah. pay them later. Um, and I paid, so I paid off my my degree working at the art center. Oh, it took that wow. long. So it was 40, 40? I don't remember, but it took a long time. No. I mean, I worked, Congrats. I constantly yeah, yeah. worked. And also because my mother couldn't help me, she took me in a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, between I, like I got a job at, at RIT and after graduate school for a year and then I moved home. Yeah. Yeah. And got a job as a pastry chef at a bakery. And she like suggests, you know, she knew the people at the bakery and actually helped me get the job. But uh-huh. but I, I stayed rent free in order to pay off my student loans. So yeah, she's yeah. given me, even though she didn't pay. Right. Right. She's helped me pay. She gave right. you opportunity to, of course, make yeah yeah okay yeah. I mean, so she, yeah. Will you say that um, there was any you you felt like there wasn't anything in the cards like so like you you kind of knew at some point you were like I'm going to be an artist or yeah yeah I always knew I always knew and I think that the the idea of being a designer seemed like something I could mm-hmm. do but I just was always someone who. You know, I was always experimenting with this and that and didn't mm-hmm. feel like I could really um, cater to someone's design needs. I, don't, I didn't think I could do it. I just didn't think I could do it. And I think mm-hmm. that the person at Syracuse really saw that in me, that I just was a, you know, that I really wanted to paint, that I really wanted, that I was, I I don't know, there was something about materiality that I needed to explore that wasn't going to happen. And I think that was the shift going towards computers, and you know, um, in design and illustration, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't, I couldn't grasp it. I don't know. Just couldn't do it. So then I went to Tyler and, you know, I just felt like even though we didn't have much money, <clears throat> I think that we were, uh, we were always resourceful and I just had to trust my gut that that was what I needed to do. Yeah. And after that, you know, when you graduate, I never had a job. I never had a problem finding a job. I it's could always true. sell myself. I could always, yeah. I somehow, you know, when you're doing, I tell my students this, <laughs> I tell my students that like, you know, all these critiques are going to help you. Yeah. They help you to analyze. They help you to be articulate. They help you, you know, they just like, you just have, um, you can sell yourself in some way. That, you you know, know, that is so. And you're hardworking. You're yeah. fucking hardworking. <laughs> no, it's okay. You can swear. <laughs> you can swear. Um, you know, that is so true, I, I think, because, um, you know, I always tell my students, like, no matter what I'm giving you in terms of a project, it's problem solving. Yeah. And that is, um, you know, that is something you can do anywhere in any field. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've had the weirdest jobs in the world, you know, when I after purchase, um, you know, I worked in a rare bookstore. Mm. I worked in publishing, which I had no place being, you know, <laughs> I was like in charge of, you know, Penguin's poetry list for wow. like three years. I didn't know that about you. Huh. Yeah. And um, you just figure it out, you know, but you can sell yeah. yourself. 
yeah. as well. And you know, I think there's a certain confidence in, you know, in a, in a, like a, in a really good art student, you know, they can kind of figure things out on the fly. Cause yeah. that's like kind of making art, you know, in a way. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Um, no, oh, that's interesting. That's a, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I hadn't thought of that about the crit though, about that being a place of, yeah, that's interesting too. Because I don't think the artists are necessarily the best at communicating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you get you, you you sort of take that road because you make these things and people acknowledge you for them, and it's not necessarily mm-hmm. the, um, the, I don't know, uh, the verbal side maybe that the language part of you that yeah. is maybe, I don't know. I just always felt like. Um, the, uh, I, I could problem solve. I could figure anything out. And mm-hmm. somehow when I had the interviews, people saw that in me, maybe, you know, yeah. or they knew that, you know, an art student could probably do this, which is, makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they would clear my throat for a second. Yeah. <coughs> Coffee bean is stuck. You know, it's funny that, um, when I was hired at Penguin, I, uh, it was in production so I wasn't like designing anything or I wasn't dealing with the authors, but in production, you're kind of, you're doing all of those, you're kind of coordinating all of those things and you're working with printers and whatnot. And um, I interviewed with my boss, who was the head of uh, production for Penguin North America. And um, I saw on her wall, she had a, a poster of Willie Nelson. And I was like, really, I had gotten really into Willie Nelson, I think my last year at Purchase. And that's all we talked about. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you like Willie Nelson, you know, and like. So able to connect the dots. and Yeah, yeah. And she's like, you seem really nice. (laughs) Yeah, I think you could work here, you know. And, you know, then it's like, I'm in this job where it's like all math and scheduling and like all those things that. Um, aren't typical of a art student. Yeah, being organized. <laughs> yeah, and dealing with numbers and all that stuff. And then it's like, ah, uh, you know, but in like three months I had it. I had to like kind of strung out, you know, like figured out and like, okay, this is how it works, you know. But all of a sudden it became like a visual thing. I saw this pattern. I was like, oh, okay, I'll do this pattern and just keep doing the pattern. Yeah, that's a great, <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I had so many jobs, you know, I, I think I was just thinking about this this morning that I, I, when I started at the art center as the gallery director, I, I wasn't curating. It mm-hmm. actually terrified me to think of myself in that role. I, you know, I had no business doing that. Right. Oh, really? Okay. Because I, I thought I was just going to be the busy, the person who was going to install. I can, I can like compose, I can, you know, um, organize artists and talk to them and all of that. But the curating just felt like, that's not my wheelhouse. I can't do yeah. that. And you need a degree for that. You need to be like, you know. Anyway, I I then got the bug and I, you know, the more I worked with the outside curators who would come in, which was part of our mission, the more I thought of some ideas and I thought, okay, I'm going to relate it to my to my work, you know, mm-hmm. because truth is beauty. I have to like <laughs> uh-huh. make that the truth, right? I have to work with what I know. And one one show was called Day Job because I had always oh, I taken I something that. from my work and because a job to <clears> me was just like this thing was that was going to suck the life out of my artwork and I, mm-hmm. I needed to, you know, push against that. And that's probably, I'm going to go off on another tangent, but that's something my mother really struggled with and I think I have that in my head uh-huh. that she wanted to, you know, re- return to making art, but that she had to really raise us and keep these jobs. And I think she would always talk about that, like, oh, I really, you know, I need to get in the studio, I need to get in the studio. So every time I took a job, there was that fear that I was like, oh, it's just going to get eaten by the job. But then I started to kind of think about how I could make something good, you know, productive out of these things that I thought were going to drive me nuts. And so I did, you know, at the bakery, I did these, I was the, I made wedding cakes. Mm. So I worked for this bakery at the end of the airport runway. It's not there anymore, but it was called the French confection. And I worked there for a total of eight years, but on and off, they would always take me back if I Uh got a teaching job or whatever. 
they even let me leave for a month to go to Malay. You know, it was like crazy. <laughs> so they were very, it was a good situation. It was really lucky. But I did, you know, I kind of was, it was a lot of work. I mean, it was backbreaking too. I mean, these bakers who just sit, sit hunched over a mm-hmm. bench, you know, for hours and, and, and like many hours of the holidays. But I started to think about the frosting and like its relationship to paint. and Yeah, yeah. And then my kind of like obsessive weight kind of eating and weight control thing. And I started to think about that kind of like, you know, putting my fingers through frosting. And then I started to look at that, you know, I was looking at those images of me doing that and, and, and actually made some paintings and made some drawings based on that. And I also have made um, work out of my rejection letters from applying the jobs oh, funny. and applying, okay. you know, and, and then I would quilt them together and, and so then I thought, okay, I'm going to, maybe I'll do a show called Day Job and see if other people, you know, mm-hmm. ha- have done the same thing. And so you see like Rich Garrison is like oh my God. drawing yeah, yeah. on envelopes at Trusco Bank. And it was just, it was a very fun show. And um, that's when I started to curate, but it, you know, it's all sort of a, I think that my work is really, a, tends to be about the everyday and about this sort of truth of my, you know, who I am and my history and my family and, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's abstraction or not, it's sort of embedded in that kind of um, methodology, the making of it and the material. So. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue because I, I wanted to ask you about, um, so what's going on in here? <laughs> There's a <laughs> lot know? going on There's in here. There's a lot going on in here. <laughs> um, but um, so I was reading the the uh the statement for the show last night and and uh, well that's where I, I saw the tyler thing and the ub and um but um it, i think it says 25 25 years of is that the span of this show or is it no. or is it that you've been making work for i now I'm, now i don't know what i wrote okay 25 years 25 years there was something in there about a, a period of time 25 um, years maybe that i've lived oh maybe Maybe in the capital region or something, okay. or since graduate school. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. No, this is only since this work is from yeah. 2017 to now. Most okay. of it's that's pretty, what I thought. Most of it's okay. pretty recent. Yeah, but I did pluck in a few things that were that I thought made sense about just materiality. You know, so uh, there are some a little. You know, 2017 to me is not not old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what I I don't know what I wrote. Okay. Well, we'll go back to okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, I just asked that because it, I was like, I, I felt like I have seen, and that I, I like that you're, t- you. Oh, you, maybe the cut and sewing has been yeah. for 25 years. Okay. Maybe that's Because in 92, it. maybe, is that 25? In 92-ish, mm-hmm. I was, I was doing a lot of collage pieces. Mm-hmm. And when I got, I got a residency after graduate school at Malay and uh, started the, the collage pieces I was doing became pretty significant. They're pretty, mm-hmm. pretty large. And I thought I'm making all these things on paper. Like, what does this have to do with painting? And can I transition into mm-hmm. making something that is on fabric and would it be collage? And I really don't want to cut and sew canvas because you can really see the seam. Oh, okay. And so I wanted it to, to be more, I wanted it to be more subtle. And so I really looked for a long time to find a fabric. And actually this is the same fabric I used that it still exists. It's just mm. muslin, which mm-hmm. is great. And it's a white bleached muslin. And what I liked about it was that you actually could see the, the, the fold, mm-hmm. the extra fabric from the, from the fold on the back showing through. So it creates this sort of architectural line. And when I did this in, um, you know, years ago, I did it kind of thinking about the rejection letters too. And so the imagery that was on these large pieces that were cut and sewn were actually crumpled up rejection letters. So they were these forms that were sort of, and and there was no color. They were very kind of Mm. natural tones, like just brown, black, and white. And, and, and the, the work that I would, the painting I would start with would just be ink on muslin, very, with a Sumi brush. It was very much more, Calligraphic and much more about writing. Mm-hmm. And I think I even used the words, I try, try, try over and over again. And, and then I cut and sewed and then I would respond to that surface. And this has come back, you know, here and there, but I have done other things in between. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a lot of times it was referencing something about 
textiles or, mm-hmm. you know, women's something in fiber or women's crafts or something. You know, I, um, I, when I worked at the art center, I was doing these, what were called cross stitch drawings where I uh-huh. would find cross stitch patterns put them on a light table, take a piece of, of tr- tracing paper or paper over it. And then I would write the word, I try, I try, I try instead of the crosses and uh-huh. the X's yeah, yeah. because I was starting to think of like these women who would just make these amazing pieces and are, were they like going crazy after a while, like right, stitching right. and stitching yeah. and stitching, or was it for the love of their family and this preserving of history and like what was going on in that? And I think yeah. that's for some women, it was probably torture and <laughs> for some yeah, women yeah. it was an act of love, right? It could so, be all those. Yeah. Yeah. But to go back now, because you said something that interests me, um, particularly about the idea of painting and um, you talk about making that thing on paper. What does this have to do with painting? Is that is that a is that a daily struggle for you or is that a daily question? Is that something that that bothers you about making work or? Oh, yeah. oh, bothers me in a good way, though. Yeah, sort yeah, of an intellectual yeah. kind of, you know, wrestling. Like, is that your problem? <laughs> it's my problem. <laughs> it's my problem because I, you know, I think of myself in the history of painting. So it's like you I'm do. trying to, yeah. I'm trying to think of, you know, I'm reveal, I'm revealing the deception of painting, I guess, you know, in uh-huh. different mediums. So like, you know, like I don't know if people can see that that's, you know, that that has embroidery in it, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm trying to think about that gradient and the form that I can. Um, emit from the surface by using something that's unexpected. Mm-hmm. So I am trying to mess with people, you know, yeah, like a painting would. You know, when you come up to a Franz Halls and like the the white collar is just like a few strokes of white paint on a darker yeah, yeah. surface, and you're like, oh my god, you know, you want <laughs> I want other people to like come come to that and go, oh, I was so surprised. I'm so surprised, and I don't think you know many times I don't people don't see the sewing. They don't really? see it. Yeah, okay. that's why I started filming um, in my Instagram feed. I'd flip yeah. the painting because people were like, wait, those are sewn. Even at a recent residency, I had them all up on the wall without some of, you know, and and it was an open studio mm-hmm. and artists who are very visual <laughs> didn't, yeah, yeah. didn't see it. I was like, you know, these are sewn, right? Like, because someone looked at the sewing machine, what's the sewing machine for? It's like, cause it's, cause it's so subtle. Yeah. And I like, I like that subtlety, but I also want people to, you know, you hope that people would spend a little bit more time or read the, the label. So hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's a, that's a good, qu- I, I, you know, I ask about that and then I, I think it brings me to my, to my next question and about this work here. And because I, I was thinking last night, you know, the title of the show is, is surface. Right? Surfacing. Surfacing. Yeah. Sorry. And, um, well, it made me think about surface and the, these, works a lot of them with the sewing um bring you to the fore like the the stitch is the foreground for me you know mm-hmm. when i think about these yeah. things like a little bit like as a you know i have a background primarily in photography right. and foreground background in the surface sure um and there's this like play of that stitch breaks the surface you know and then there's all these other things that happen behind it or on top, you know, it's like, yeah. Um, it's yet yeah, it seems so important to the work, I guess. Yeah. And I'm looking for that slippage too, where something comes together. So it, mm-hmm. you, you see sort of an overlay and then you, at, at moments that they, they kind of meet in the same value or the same color. Mm-hmm. So that defies that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've become much more interested in that in the past few years. Um, and I do like, I, I do like when they don't have oil paint on them as well. Mm -hmm. Like when they're not painted on the surface, when they're just image broken and it looks like something's behind. Mm -hmm. So, um, there's a piece, there are a couple pieces in the show that are actually, um, I was actually playing around with photography and Uh I took, I had some glass bowls, green glass bowls that were in my studio and I put them on a white surface and I shot a light through them so that the cast shadows I would see the cast shadows and then I, okay. and then I f- printed it out and then I cut out the bowls. Oh, interesting. And I painted that image over a painted piece of fabric. There's two of them. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I've always really loved shadows and, mm-hmm. 
I have a whole series of collages that are about cutting the image out of my mother's. My mother has a um, a lot of really interesting objects, and so I've cut those out. And the it's sort of the idea of memory and oh, I remember, I've seen that. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like. Um, it's so funny as you describe all these things. I'm like, wait, I've seen that. You know, I've like looked <laughs> at your work for so many years, and it, you know, it, what's amazing is is the variety of the the like you can you you can like uh, you have no qualms about like whipping through medium or you know description or. You know, it's like even sitting in here, like these these like lunch pieces where you've unfolded oh, the, the pack, packaging <laughs> and then you have the the like the descriptive drawing of your house and like these other pieces you're talking about. And I've seen like the dollhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's just, uh, you know, some people are very rigid, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you don't have that at all. Um, it sometimes it gets me to trouble, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just a, sort of a, I just have a need to do it. Uh-huh. It's a, like, it's a, like a mental health thing too, you know, like yeah. you feel like you're dealing with something and you really have to like put closure on it to make mm-hmm. this thing or you have to, yeah. you're trying to deal with something you have to, I don't know. I've always felt it was very, very healthy to just kind of like trust myself to just sort of mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. But it doesn't always happen all it, you know, the idea is sort of. Yeah. Pile, you know, piles up and then it's sort of like, if it doesn't go away, then I'm like, okay, it needs to happen. Right. It doesn't go away. Yeah. That's a good point. And and I think there's some things that have folded into other mm-hmm. things, which I like, like the bowl piece, like cutting that out. Mm-hmm. Cause I was actually taking the shadow photographs and just overlapping them. But mm-hmm. then when I thought, what if I put them on the painting, you know, I sort yeah. of do that. And, you know, I've been lucky enough to have a rather large studio, um, for several years and that allows you to kind of move around and store things and like, you yeah. know, so I'm privileged in that way to have that, right, right. I, you know, people with smaller studios, you can't do that. Right. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's like my last studio at my old house um, was like literally like a six by six corner. <laughs> and I yeah. d- I've always described it as the most photographed basement in Troy, <laughs> or maybe even the world, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like, yeah. How many images have I made in here just railing against this little space, you know, and I don't even, it's funny. I'd like to go see it again. Um, I wonder, the the new owners were probably like, what the hell happened in this corner? (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I didn't paint it over. It was like, you know, 60 million little pinholes in it. You know, there's drawing on it. That sounds great. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was just looking at, I I was just, I was cleaning my bathroom. I was just looking at this photograph. I shouldn't say this. Joe, Joe Putrock has a, I have a, a, one of his photographs oh, sure. in my bathroom. Okay. Sorry, yeah. Joe. Yeah, yeah. But it's a it's a it's a place of privilege. You know, it's like really great place. And so it's like um it's a photograph of of, of a wall where a clipboard had been. Oh, I love that. That, that was photo. really significant. Yeah, yeah. Like this yeah. was a clipboard, this really important clipboard, and it yeah. was removed and he caught that. And yeah. I have that. And I and it's funny, I was looking at it this morning, I'm like, God, that probably had something I probably pulled that into my psyche in some way. Somehow. That, yeah, like, yeah. It's like, yeah. You know? Yeah. I, well, I, I think as artists, like, you do that. You just, like, pull in. It's, I have know, one of your pieces on my wall, too. I know. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that on my way down. But, um, well, just to go back to, like, the experimentation, it's, you yeah. know, I think it's healthy in, in, in some ways. Um, it, it's helped me a lot in the past few years because I made a decision a few years ago to, to really not let the last thing I made infer anything about the next thing. And, you know, well, like you say, though, if it sticks, you just, okay, I know something's going on here. And then, you know, then maybe it creates a body of work or something. But yeah. I really try to to stay away from, um, you know, like thinking, like, what's the next series? Or, you know, like, I don't, I don't care about those things anymore. Um, because I think in the end, like, your your hand creates the work, your artistic hand. And it just like that becomes you no matter what. And sure. You obviously, this is evident everywhere we look in this room. <laughs> but um, with these works, the one thing I was, I was curious about was um, um, how do you make 
them because in the end they're stretched and I think you describe it as a piece of putting together, flipping, sure. folding. How does that they start, work? It starts, um, I think I've worked the best by, um, rea- I react to something that's mm-hmm. already sort of been created in sort of um ran- not random, but it, more of a chance operation. Chance, so I start yeah. very loosely and then I respond to it so so i hang a very large piece of fabric the good thing about this fabric is it's it can come like 108 inches okay wow so and then i do a lot of wet into wet which creates this sort of you know you come in the next day it looks a lot different because it dries it's evaporated and so it creates some interesting forms and it's very atmospheric Mm -hmm. and then you can you can then respond to it in some way. Sometimes I, you know, sometimes the cutting and sewing and then it's done, you know, and I think of formal things while I'm, while I'm painting. I need large forms. I need small forms. I need, Mm. you know, maybe I keep to a color palette. Maybe I don't, maybe it's just a lot of vibrant colors. Um, And then I, and then I, I try to, you know, I put it on the floor and then I just rip the scissors through and then I move it, rip the scissors through, move it. Oh, interesting. You know, I'll just keep sewing. So I, I rip, you know, flip it somewhere else, sew it, cut again. I don't, and I want to move fast so that I don't, I don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. And then I hang it up and I may keep sewing. I may not, I may flip it. So you see the seams. I may not, mm-hmm. I may cut it at a diagonal so that a, a diamond shows up, a diamond form, you know, I've been exploring different ways of, of cutting them. And then I sort of live, live with it for a little bit. Um, I take photographs of it. I print them out. I draw on top of it or I work on my, my iPad. Um, that's a new thing. And then I, you know, so I, I, I think things out a lot. I do a lot of drawings before I even start painting. Um, before you start the piece, you, before I start the oil paint on top of it, uh, oh, if, if okay. that's what the piece, you know, so there's some pieces that have oil paint on top, some that mm-hmm. are just, just the cut and sewing. Yeah. The pieces that have the embroidery, I just kind of went for it. Mm-hmm. It was, I think it was January of, of uh, 2021. I had just gotten word that I was going to lose my job at St. Rose and I was a little freaked out and and we were also in lockdown and I didn't want to be near my mom. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to stay in my apartment in Troy. And so that, because I had time, it, I, the sewing part was just very repetitive and relaxing and whatever. And so Mm -hmm. I didn't really plan that out. It just sort of happened. Yeah. Um, But the other pieces that have sort of a film of oil on top are, you know, I'm thinking about uh, relationships to the underpinning color I'm thinking about form in terms of, you know, I want to create, you know, even though it's abstraction, I, I, I think I'm trying to create some sort of narrative out of these little forms that feel like figures, you know, Mm -hmm. and I've, you know, the past few years I've been thinking about connections and, um, things pulling apart or coming back together. There's another series that's not depicted in here that is about, you know, the, the destruction of the land due to climate change. And that's just like these forms that are tethered together by strings. And like, you know, so there's, they're also connected to this in some way because there, there are like linear forms connecting these things. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then there's some that are more deconstructed. Yeah, yeah. They're more yeah. recent where I'm cutting out the shapes and, they're not on a stretcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that you talk about like you, you know, these start as you need something to respond to, you know, and that's, that's something um, I stupidly just figured out the other, you know, like, a, you know, three months ago myself, you know, it's <laughs> like, cause I was talking, I was talking to, to a friend of mine who's um, a painter and um, he mentioned that, you know, um, I was like, you know, my worst fear would be a, a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, that would drive me nuts. And I, and I, and I do know it drives me nuts. Cause you know, I, I, I always describe myself as like a failed painter in some way, you know, I wanted to go to school for painting. Uh, I tried it out. I was like, Ugh. you know, there's something about this process 
that was like very slow for me. Yeah. And I, I moved like yeah, yeah, yeah. In, a, in a minute into f- the photo lab and I was like, okay, this is, this is exciting. You yeah. Know? Your, your work is really painterly and very yeah. interesting in terms of that sense of space. And yeah, I try to, you know, it all kind of comes together in a weird thing, but, um, yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, I need, he's like, well, you need something to respond to, you know, that's why this canvas would terrify you. You know what I you know, maybe I'm more of a collage artist at this point or, you know, something like that. But, yeah, that's interesting to hear. Yeah, um, collage is great because it's, you know, you it's very democratic, right? You don't have to learn how you don't really know, have to be you don't have to know how to draw You're mm-hmm. You know, you, get, you can cut some things out and put them together and you get this weirdness yeah. of disparate you know, yeah, yeah. Co- coalescing or weird senses of space. And I've always used collage, even the, at the work yeah. at Tyler when I was a senior <clears throat> was all based on things that were collaged uh-huh. together. Like there was, I think, uh, what's his name? Howard Cosell had a book out and I worked oh at God. a bookstore uh-huh. and they had, that was a time when they had these cardboard figures yeah, yeah. with the books yeah. and it was yeah. Howard Cosell and I cut his legs off and that, it was attached to one of the paintings. And I remember those moments <laughs> yeah. of like trying to do something else. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, it sounds kind of like Rauschenberg or something. Yeah. Or, they I were don't very know. Cut, maybe. Cut, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's rare that I do a straight oil painting from, I, the only time I ever did that, or the, the one I think of most recent was when I, I ended the rejection letter series by lighting them on fire. <laughs> So I took the rejection letters and I lit them on fire in my Uh mother's backyard on her barbecue and took a photograph and I copied them lovingly. And let me tell you, fire is hard to paint. It's so hard. And I, and I just persevered and I had, I have these paintings that are like. So as the fire is going, you're trying to paint it. No, is they're that, from oh, photographs. Oh, photographs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I couldn't have done that. <laughs> oh my God, this Although sounds that's, insane. That's another challenge, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's the problem trying to be solved. And, uh-huh. But yeah, it's rare that I would do a, yeah. I yeah. can do it. Choose not <laughs> right. to do yeah, it. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, of, yeah. I mean, it's not a question about if you could, it's. There's no reason to do it. There's right no now. reason. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think it's it's like a, I think it's great that you can kind of you know, I didn't have a gallery for a long time. Mm-hmm. So there's no one saying we need a body of work to fill your right. gallery. And yeah. so I did have that freedom to kind of mm-hmm. do a lot of that. And 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 what's, you know, it's like I don't maybe that was a good thing, a liberating a thing that allowed me not to kind of create things that all look the same. Mm-hmm. But um I have a gallery now and she seems really open to different, Mm -hmm. different things in the space. And I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. People always, I remember this one person coming to say, what are you doing now? (laughs) It was at at an opening. What are you Uh, doing now? Yeah. Just, you know. (laughs) Well, yeah, I I think it's just, you know, people have this, I don't know. There's like a, I don't know. There's so much freedom that like sometimes goes on, on, like on, um, unappreciated, you know, and like, you know, people have these, uh, uh, expectations or perceptions that an artist does one thing and they, that's what they do, you know, but it's so, you know, why would anyone think that, you know, and I think part of it is that the way that's like kind of the way we were taught art history, Mm -hmm. you know, is like, and they did this and, you know, or like, this is what they did, you know? And it's like, well, no, you know, there's a vocabulary of many things yeah. that can happen. Um, and because of, you know, we're shown like these, you know, all these, you know, old white guys did that this one way. <laughs> it doesn't mean that it has exactly. to be that, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, part of it, like what's, you know, it's, it's so interesting to sit here and, and look around is that like um, everything feels so like of the moment, you know, like the way that, I don't know, I look at a lot of contemporary abstraction and it feels like you're right in there. And it's like, you know, this kind of this way of, of making images of fabric and sewing and the shapes and the blotting. And it's mm-hmm. it's also beautiful, you know, yeah. it's really yeah. nice. 
That wasn't a question, though. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm passing along a compliment. Thank you. Well, maybe maybe we've said it all for now. Yeah. Thank you for... No, it's it's like the conversation about all these things that you could make and and uh all the variety you know it's it's comforting to to see that you you're acknowledging that in a positive way because i sometimes get nervous about that really in the work yeah Uh uh-huh so thank you yeah (laughs) sure (laughs) i mean i love it you know i just did this show in cobleskill um at the college there which has a beautiful gallery it's really yeah it's incredible um, and, uh, this guy walks in with, I think one of the designer teachers or professors, and he's like, you're all over the place. And I'm like, well, you know what, <laughs> why not be? Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, I have these geometric things. I have these still lifes. I have these, you know, computer drawing, weird photo things yeah you know. it's, it's up to the viewer to make the connections, you yeah. know, to like see the thread, see the. You know, spend some time and you'll kind of, you know, mm-hmm. see that yeah. history within the body of work. Right. You know, there's no reason to be Ansel Adams right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the final word. Thank you, Gina. Thank, Thank you, you so much. This is great. Yeah.